0: Anytime in the next week or so, we will hear the decision from the Supreme Court with the high possibility of overturning Roe v. Wade and sending the adjudication of abortion back to the states. You will have some states that outlaw abortion, period, and then you will have other states that will pay for you to travel to stay there and have an abortion up until the moment of birth. That's just how the cards are going to fall if Roe is overturned, which it looks like it probably will be. But. The ambiguity and loss of nationwide ability to kill unborn children is leading to all manner of other deadly problems, apparently. Numerous attacks have been carried out on pro-life pregnancy centers which help mothers that don't want to kill children but find alternatives during unwanted pregnancies. We've had protests at judges' homes, which the media and even the White House have promoted, and yesterday, a person who was arrested allegedly confessed to wanting to murder Justice Kavanaugh over the whole Roe v. Wade issue. So... Where I thought we would start actually is in the Bible. I thought we would start with Psalm 139, because it reminds us of who God is, who we are to God, and how that all works out in life. <clears throat> because I think this is important. I think it's important to understand our place in the universe. And, and so let's start with this together, and we'll move on from there. So this is Psalm 139. Oh Lord, you've searched me, you know me, you know when I sit, you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind, before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up into the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings at dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, Even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me. The light will become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. Your darkness, for darkness, is as light to you. You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them even came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand when I awake. I am still with you. <clears throat> if only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I'm at Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I really like that psalm because it encompasses so much. Who am I? Who am I in the world? Who am I in the universe? Who am I in relationship to God? Those are really important questions. And what is a baby? Is a baby a baby? Does God know a baby before he is born? God says something to the effect, and I don't know the mystery of this. I'm not God. But God says he formed us before we were born. He knew us. He knew all of the days. He had counted them ahead of time. So something is going on there, and God knows that we are important. He has created humanity in his image with value and sanctity of life. And so we, as humans walking around on this earth, trying to live out the will of God, need to take note of that and need to take stock of that and need to live our lives in accordance with that. So I think this psalm is such a great one for this day and age and for what is going on. It helps us remember who we are and who everyone else is too and how we're supposed to treat them and live with them and live in this world. And I really like how it ends because it says, am I being anxious? Look at me. Am I being anxious? Am I freaking out? Am I worried about all the things that are going on? And I think that's a really important question, and a lot of people would answer yes. Sometimes I would answer yes. I'm anxious. I'm worried about the things that are going on. But God reminds us that, hey, I numbered literally all of your days. I knew you before you were born. I know what is going to happen even before you do. And it helps to remember that nothing that we're doing is outside of God's plan and God's will. And though we may feel completely out of control and feel like this world is just spinning into oblivion, the reality is, this is what God had in mind. I don't understand it. I maybe wouldn't have chosen it, but that's, thy, that's why I'm not God, and he is. And so we can know that Jesus, who says he is Lord of heaven and earth, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Today, that is true, and we need to act like it's true, and we need to live like it's true, and we need to follow after him in all of those things. So we're going to look at some of the news today and some of the craziness that's going on in and around the world, but we don't have to worry because if we seek first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness, everything else will be added to that. So, I'm Matt Odegaard. This is Church Public. If you haven't already, like and subscribe and share if this is helpful to you. I just want to bring both news of the day with a Christian perspective and help you understand who God is and how we live according to His will and His word because I think we need that. I know I need that. Maybe you do too. So, if this is helpful share it with a friend, and like and subscribe. So a couple of crazy things that are going on in and around the world today. There have been lots of attacks on uh, pregnancy centers. And, And that's really sad because pregnancy centers are all about Helping those that are pregnant and maybe it's an unwanted pregnancy. Maybe they don't exactly know what to do. Maybe they should help us a little bit of health care like vitamins and, and nutrients and things like that. So there are these mostly free health care centers for pregnant people and they keep getting bombed and burned out and destroyed by pregnant. I guess, pro-abortion activists. And, and they some of these pro-abortion activists, we're going to read in a moment, even took credit for doing these things. So the latest was firebomb on a on a pro-life center uh, in New York. And they're, they've also bombed pro-life centers in Wisconsin, in Oregon. They've vandalized churches. Uh, there was a clip that I couldn't pull because it was too uh it, it was too revealing. A couple of ladies jumped up in the middle of Joel Osteen's uh, here, Lakewood, in, in Houston. They jumped up in his service and started screaming about my body and my choice and some other choice words. And they were wearing basically nothing while doing this, which just is inappropriate. I mean, again, sanctuary, we've talked about this word before, but just the word of sanctuary is supposed to be the word where you go to achieve a safe space from all of the crazy world because you're in the presence of god but of course nobody respects or reveres that anymore anyway so you have all of these places that have been firebombed like like set on fire so here's one uh, from buffalo new york the police were called to respond to smoke and fire at compass care a pro-life medical office and pregnancy center that helps women and children the building was firebombed the windows were broken fires lit, and things like this were written. Jane was here. Jane is the group that is, uh, they say they take their inspiration from Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, and are all about pro-abortion. I'll I'll read some from them in a moment, but uh, let's see. So I'll read some of this here. They... uh, have apparently taken credit for this and many others. And in fact, we'll come back to them in a moment because they also speak into this Justice Kavanaugh thing that we're going to talk about in a moment. Uh, But there were a lot of places, and there have been a lot of places that have been targeted by pro-abortion people. And it's hard for me when you argue, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-women, I'm pro-women's health in that sense, but then you bomb like literally firebomb a pregnancy center that helps women and helps children, it doesn't seem like you care about women at all. It seems like all you care about is having a cult of death where you can have the ability to kill babies up until the point uh, that they're born. And maybe beyond this point. I have no idea. I don't understand this perspective. And this is, it's it's really kind of disgusting that that people would, I, I mean, most of these centers you know they work on donations some of them are connected to churches and in in that they they are run or at least helped by churches and donations and so you're you're setting these on fire so now in this area you're going to have a lot of women who are not going to get Quote unquote healthcare that apparently you care about, but apparently you don't because you just set a building on fire. So now all of these women and all of these children can't get any healthcare uh, other than just killing the baby. I, I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the logic of this, and maybe that's the point. There is no logic to this. It just it, it makes me sad. And the reason that I started with Psalm one hundred and thirty nine is to give us a perspective of who God is, who we are to God, and that God really cares about life. So we, as followers of God, should really care about life, and we really should care about lives. Um, and so, when you see these things, it should it should make you sad. It should make you sad that people are so violent uh, that they would do these kinds of things. So, <clears throat> when they write things like Jane was here, this is a group called Ruth sent us, um, and we're gonna we're gonna hear more about that group in a moment. But I just wanted to list out a couple of the other places that. Uh, have been hit over the past several weeks at this point. You have Wisconsin, the pro-life group, uh, that also was firebombed. And let's see, that's Madison, Wisconsin. There's a couple more here. Um, Pennsylvania, there was a pro-life billboard vandalized a, uh, in New Jersey. A pro-life student was attacked in a public school. In Washington, abortion activists vandalized a pro-life center, smashed windows, left threats. In Michigan, they had to shut down uh, a meeting because of some anti-abortion activists. Uh, I'll just skip through. I mean, seriously, I'm looking at literally dozens and dozens of here in most states across America. I can't. I'm still scrolling. Like that's how that's how many of these days are. I'm not. I'm not going to read all these for you. Uh, it it just. This is happening all over the country and it seems to be escalating. So I I just, this isn't the party of peace. It isn't a party that cares about women apparently because these organizations care about women and they're trying to help women and they're trying to help women and children because you don't have to choose. You don't have to choose like I'm going to choose to help the woman by destroying a child. You can choose to help a woman and a child. It shouldn't be a question, and yet it is a question. And again, that should make you kind of sad. So you have, um, you have all of those going on, and then at the same time, uh, just yesterday, you have, uh, you have a person who was arrested outside, apparently an assassin who had weapons, apparently a gun and a knife, allegedly. Who had stalked Kavanaugh outside his home and was arrested, and said the reason that I'm here is to uh, murder uh, Kavanaugh. So, I mean, this is let's see, right here, the man who wanted to kill Kavanaugh. The let me read this here. Roski uh, admitted he had traveled from California to quote kill a specific United States Supreme Court judge justice. The complaint said Montgomery County police officers found him near Kavanaugh's residence, where they took him into custody. His intent, according to FBI Special Agent Montijo, uh, this person intended to kill Kavanaugh and then commit suicide. So this is obviously really bad. But here, here's where it gets, I don't know, worse, I guess. You have this group called Ruth Sentis, and this group... <sighs> You know They, they sent a, a message to him, and they do say, hey, we offer thoughts and prayers to Brett and Ashley Kavanaugh after a California man arrived by taxi armed with a gun and a knife, then called the police on himself to confess his murderous rage against the abusive alcoholic justice we didn't send him, according to a tweet. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, um, calling Kavanaugh an alcoholic and um, <laughs> and downplaying that there was a murderous attacker outside, but... The fact of the matter is, all, all of these accounts point to the fact that there is a murderous attacker outside of Justice's house, and 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 the media has been saying this is good. These are one of the good protests, right? Uh, and again, over the past couple years, we've seen some protests are good, some protests are bad. This goes, apparently, according to the media, into the good protests category. And here's where here's where this gets weird. The the um organization Ruth sent us according to a tweet actually posted when like what days they're going to go camp out in front of these justices houses like samuel Lido, brett kavanaugh john roberts amy barrett etc um they are planning and they posted this online to sit out in front of these justices houses they posted the addresses uh, of these justices' houses and said we're going to go process, protest in front of them. And then when a person shows up that literally wants to kill the justice because they don't like the decision that hasn't even come out in public yet, apparently this is okay and the White House has encouraged that. And again, this is I'm just going to flash back to Jen Psaki, who's not the press secretary anymore, but this was her just a few weeks ago when asked, "Hey, is it a problem that people are protesting out in front of people's houses?" And as I mentioned, a couple of weeks ago. If you missed it, it actually is a federal offense to try to intimidate or influence justices to change their votes before the votes have gone in or the rulings have gone in. This is a federal offense. Protesting in front of a justice's house is a federal offense. There's a code for it. I'm not going to read it all again now. You can go and look it up. It's an actual thing. So this should be a federal crime. Pisaki was questioned about this when it all started a couple of weeks ago. And here was what she said. Nope, that button didn't work. We're going to try this button instead. Wow. Yep. So my button is not working, which is too bad because it was a, it was a really good, uh, it was a really good thing that she said. But anyway, she said, yes, I understand that. I'll I'll paraphrase and and I'll try to find the clip later. But she said that. Uh, yes, it's bad that they're in front of the Houses, but we also really support this kind of protest, and this protest is important, so we're going to say that you should continue to protest. I mean, essentially, that's what she said. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I apologize. I thought I had the clip lined up, and I'm having technical difficulties, so apologies for that. You can go and look uh, up her response to it. It's, it's out in public. Uh, you can go to YouTube or wherever and, and look up her report. Uh, but in essence, the White House encouraged people protesting in front of the justices' houses. And then people are surprised when somebody shows up and wants to kill one of the justices. And then if you go back, I mean, here's another report that that came out. Um, and and this is an old one, but, but this is an important one because this goes back to Schumer. And Chuck Schumer is the Senate Majority Leader. And when Gorsuch was... Uh uh I'm sorry, when Brett Kavanaugh was brought onto to the Supreme Court a couple of years ago, <clears throat> this is what Schumer said. He said, quote, "I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions end quote, And he's talking about the challenges to Roe versus Wade. So this was a couple of years ago saying, if you go forward with Roe versus Wade, you're going to pay the price. And then all of a sudden, there's a person out in front of Kavanaugh's house who literally wants to kill him. Now, I don't blame Schumer specifically for that, but at the same time, that's not great rhetoric. That's not great words. That's literally saying, if you overturn Roe as a Supreme Court justice, We're going to send people to kill you? I, I don't know. I don't know what that's saying. I mean, that like this is really bad language, and it is pretty overtly threatening. And now that an actual assassin was stopped outside the justices' home, what do we hear from Schumer? I mean, as of right now, crickets. I haven't seen anything come out from him. This is the cult of death. This is the way they want it to go, and they will have their blood one way or another. And this is why it's a problem. It's a problem when people put these things out. And and <clears throat> then you get crazy people sitting in front of justices' homes literally threaten to kill them. Um, and it's important for us. It's important for us to jump in and to speak up for those that cannot speak up for themselves. And then I was just reading this right before I jumped on. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, a GOP leader, said breaking House Democrats just blocked a bill to provide more security for Supreme Court justices and their families. This passed unanimously in the Senate. Yet Speaker Pelosi refuses to bring it up for a vote, a vote despite today's foiled plot to kill Justice Kavanaugh. This is shameful. So so the the Senate passed. And the House Democrats said, no, we can't have more security for our justices because, I don't know, they're not important or it's okay if they get killed because then this won't go through. I mean, I played for you a couple of days ago and I won't play it again, uh, but I played for you a couple of days ago where a representative said, if you don't give us what we want, we're going to pack the court so that we get what we want. If you don't give us what we want, we're going to blow up the filibuster so that we can get whatever we want. This is the side that's saying it's all these things are a threat to our democracy. And so in order to protect the democracy, they're going to blow up the democracy. Like this is this is peanut gallery, people like it's just the craziest thing. Uh, And it it really has real world consequences. I mean, just put yourself in the place of a dad with a family and all of a sudden there's a crazy person outside. All you want to do is serve your country. You are elected as a justice of the Supreme Court of the United States of America and you want to fulfill your constitutional duty to rule on cases that have real world consequences. And because of that, you have death threats and people outside and then your own government votes to not protect you while you're doing that. Like this is, I can't make this up. Like this is, this is crazy town. And yet this is where we are. So I I just wanted to, I wanted to highlight those stories. I think, I think these stories are really important. I think it's really important because for some reason this culture really, really likes the cult of death and it really is sad to see. And for those that can, we need to, For you and me, we need to keep speaking up for those that cannot protect themselves. This is really important. It's really important for us to speak to those that cannot speak for themselves, and little babies are a great example of that. The babies have no voice, and we need to be their voice. We need to speak for the powerless, and there is no one with less power than a tiny baby, especially a baby in utero before they are born, and we need to speak for them. We need to speak loudly, and we need to not be bullied by an insane culture that just wants to get rid of things that they don't like. That's a problem. And that's why I started with Psalm 139. Go back and read it again. It's really important to understand God's perspective that He knew you before you were born. He knew these babies before they were born. He, God, values life, and so we should too. And the good news is, I guess it's bad good news, The, the, the bad news is we are all in need of a Savior. That's the reality. Read Romans 3 and 5 and 6 and 8. We need a Savior, and and the good news is we have a Savior, and we can come to Jesus, and, and we all need Jesus. If you've had an abortion, you need Jesus, and the good news is he will meet you there uh, if you turn back to him, if you repent, if you change your ways, and if you've done another sin. The good news is you need Jesus, and he will meet you in that and say, go and sin no more. This is the good news for all of us, that we need Jesus and we need a Savior and we have a Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we need to turn to him daily, daily giving up ourselves and daily trying to live for more than who we are, instead living for Jesus. This is where we are and this is where, this is really the only thing. The politics are not going to save us. The different parties are not going to save us. We know that is true. The only thing that is going to save us is Jesus. Now, we should speak up. We should speak for true things. We should fight for those that cannot fight for themselves. We should protect those that cannot protect themselves. Those things are all true, and I hope that you do that more and more. It's time to not be silent. It's time to have a voice, whatever voice you have, and start speaking for those that can't speak for themselves and fighting for those that don't have the power to do so. And in order to do that correctly, we need to open our Bibles. You need to open your Bible. I need to open my Bible. We need to keep reading through what God has for us, who God is, who we are because of who God is, and how we can live. If we, The only way we do this is to know the Bible and know how to move forward through it in this world, to be in this world, but not like it. That's the way. So thanks for being with me here at Church Public today. I am Matt Odegaard for Church Public, and as always, I hope that you will keep the faith.